because that's kind of so weirdly it's like reverse for me because all my band guys aren't touring so what do they need they need shirts and stickers ah so you've been busy 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 it's piled up it's crazy i feel guilty in a way because (laughs) you can't get to everybody well because you know so many of my friends i mean most of my pals work in tv and that's what i started in right so you know most of my you know editor buddies and everybody you know they're out of work or laid off or furloughed or you know fill in the blank not working so yeah and you have survivors remorse survivors guilt whatever that is yeah it wasn't too bad when that you know extra unemployment thing was kicking in but now now that the republicans have done away with that they uh (laughs) (laughs) not to alienate any of our listeners uh uh yeah republicans buy sneakers too um <laughs> I just watched that doc. Did you just watch that? Yeah, I'm I'm watching it right now. My wife is actually mad that I'm doing the podcast right now because she's like, "No, uh, Last Dance." Is that what it's called? The Last Dance. Last Dance. Yeah. Oh, my girl and I just finished it uh, the night before last, and I'm not even a sports guy, really. No, I'm, me I'm, either. Except I forgot that how much the the Bulls were. I I'm like, you know, okay. Um, I want to hear what you have to say too. I promise, but uh, <laughs> the you kind of like slip into this. Um, hey, my guest today is uh, Blake Armstrong. Let's introduce him real quick. Uh, <laughs> so great to have you here, Blake. Um, let me actually run this intro too. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jordan Phoenix show. As you just heard my guest today, Mr. Blake Armstrong. Hello, hello. Um, man, we, I just felt like we were really getting into some good uh, stuff and we had to fucking uh, um, give you a quick <laughs> intro. No, well, intro. Yeah, before we get back into that, thank you for, uh, for letting me be on. It's really awesome to finally get to talk to you and uh, shoot the shit. It's really cool. Dude, uh, so I probably will cut out the immediate um, us talking right when we got on the Zoom. But yeah, so, um, okay, let me just introduce you. Okay, so Blake is uh, this super talented artist um, that I honestly like big get for the show. Very excited to have him here. Um, the way that we know each other slightly, we this is our first time seeing each other face to face. Well, yes, whatever, screen yeah. to screen. Um, so Blake does, Blake, okay. Blake did for me uh, and uh, story of the year did this badass like um, 80s retro like movie poster for the uh, miracle music video that I directed uh, with my boy awesome, uh, Ben and um, uh, shot to Ben Volusang and um, I guess how did okay we're going to definitely put a pin in that Michael Jordan conversation because we need to get to that but um, yes. so how did you. I think Adam, the bass player from the band, reached out to you. Is that how he got in contact? Or how did you guys yeah. know each other? Well, I mean, he, well, he's from St. Louis. You're in St. Louis, right? Yep. Is that right? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, hey, man, represent right now. Oh, nice. Uh, the STL so, had on. Uh, so, I grew up in Southern Illinois. Uh, and so, St. Louis and Nashville were the only two cities you went to. To sure. see shows or whatever. So, anyway. So, he's from St. Louis. Uh I think he found me through my, I did a piece called Han Burgundy. It's, you know, Han Solo's body and Ron Burgundy's head. It's completely fucking stupid, but everybody liked it. So anyways, I own the shirt. Yeah. Oh, my man. Uh, Adam found me through that, I think on my Instagram. And then through that, 
we just started chatting. I think I probably posted some of the artwork I'd done for Inflames so he knew I was in the scene on some legitimate level. I wasn't just some weird artist from LA. Right. Um, <laughs> I think we probably had like maybe a little bit of a back and forth of, Hey man, your work's cool. Hey man, your work's cool. I listened to you in high school, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. And then sure enough, he was like, I mean, like everybody, you know, when we all talk to each other, he's like, I want to work with you on something. And I said, yeah, dude, I want to work with you with anything, anything you need. Um, and uh, sure enough, you guys were doing that dope video and um yeah. And that was just it. He's like, would you want to do, you know, could you do something for this? And I was just like, yeah, as soon as I saw the video, I mean, your work was insane. It was so good. The colors and just the overall vibe of it was just rad. I'm like, dude, I don't even have to do anything. I just <laughs> have to sort of hacky copy this and it's going to be like super cool. So, um, yeah. And then that was kind of, that was just kind of that. And now, um, I mean, we don't talk all the time, but you know, he gets me up on Instagram occasionally and make sure we're okay. We've been trying to, get together when I get, whenever I'm home visiting back in Illinois, but you know, right. Goes back for a week and everybody. Yeah. It's hard to make time for like family, let alone. Yeah. Yeah. Super difficult. Um, um, oh my God. Can I be that guy and just hold on one second? Yeah. My girl's calling me and I'm sure she's mad at me. Yep. I'm also Hi, honey. <laughs> Need the so code to get in. Bank <laughs> pen. Nice. She forgot. <laughs> so anyways, maybe Phoebe had a bad house so no one breaks into my house. Um, <laughs> But no, uh, but yeah. So we, so that was it. I did that, that piece. And then that's how you and I kind of got hooked up. And, um, and then I worked on, uh, you know, that piece for you for the yeah. video that I guess ultimately did not happen. Well, um, it's happened. It's just, I'm yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. It's hard to like talk about visual stuff in a audio medium, but, um, Blake's artwork is like, so what immediately when like Adam was like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting this guy. When he showed me your stuff, I was more excited than I, I, I was like, I don't know how you're going to get this guy basically because we were doing this whole eighties, like, you know, kind of like throwback thing that was like basically just taking a nod from their artwork, which was like also taking the nod from the like stranger things, like that whole like thing that had come into Vogue and like, right, um, right. And their whole thing with it, like those dudes all like, you know, were like kids in the eighties and, um, that, you know, like rode the BMX bikes and like, anyway. Um, so then, so you just had that, like that perfect, like cool eighties, like you could, like you were already doing that work. And I was like, if we get him to do what he's already doing for our thing, it's going to be fucking wild, you know? Wow, you're too kind. That's kind of cool. I didn't, I never, obviously never heard that side of it. That's, that's neat that, uh, well, you know, then. for me, you know, dude, I'm, I'm sure you're like this on some level. And I've talked to, you know, big musicians that are play big shows and do big things and make big money and all that. Yeah. And it's always the same. It's like, you always feel, there's always some level of imposter syndrome. Yes. I never, I never feel like, you know, the idea that people want to work with me is still kind of funny to me. Like, I'm just like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm still like surprised by it, but I mean, again, and even Adam, who's the coolest guy in the world, all those guys are just so awesome, yeah. um, you know, and then, yeah, then it happened. It's, it's rad. But yeah, I mean, my, my love of Drew Struzan in my whole eighties, I mean, that's how I started. That's what Han Burgundy was when I decided I wanted to do artwork, like really do it. Uh, I was really just kind of ripping off Struzan because at that point in the early two thousands, people weren't doing that yet. It was sort of right before Paul Shipper Kyle Lambert, the guy who did Stranger Things, before these kind of guys were really making a name for themselves. We were all, 
kind of in that little gestation period where illustrated posters were getting hotter and hotter. Mondo was becoming a thing. Right. Uh, and yeah, and there's just a handful of, of, I don't even want to include myself in that category because those guys are really kind of doing their own thing and rocking it hard. And I kind of diverged because I work in sort of the literal, not illustrated movie poster, but real movie. I don't want to say real, but the other side of the movie poster world where it's photographs and stuff. So I kind of double dip in, right. in both worlds. Um, those guys definitely capped that side of the market and they're crushing it. They're so good. I'm always so excited to see what they're doing. But, um, but anyway, that's sort of where that came from, that sort of 80s love. Because, I mean, we're roughly the same age. So when we think of cool posters, we think of the Goonies and yeah. Back to the Future and fucking Indiana Jones. Like, all <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like a medium that died. It was like that stuff it, wasn't being uh, created for a while, right? There is not enough time on the planet for me to talk to you about how upset that makes me. <laughs> but, I mean, we, but here's the good news. You know, the, the, the upside is, you know, guys like us are now at a place where we're making things and we're making things for people with a voice and our voice is getting bigger. And so, you know, I try to, I mean, literally I'm looking at a project, which I can't tell you what it is right now because oh. it's confidential, but I'm working on a project that I am pushing for an illustrated version, like a, and oh, any wow. project, I'm like, let's try an illustrated version. When I worked on Sonic the Hedgehog, I was like, let's do an illustrated poster. And they didn't do it sadly. Um, I mean, I'm glad they picked my work anyway, but did you, you do know. one like a spell, like some kind of like half spec thing or was it just like a no? And then usually you're like, All right. kinda, you have to kind of pitch it generally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, usually when you're talking to a studio, you have to send an example of an artist's work and, you know, and if they're into it, they are, but you know, the mentality generally is, Oh, if it's illustrated, it looks like a cartoon. It doesn't look like it's a, right. a movie, you know, <laughs> which I'm just like, well, that's absurd because movies were, illustrated for like 80 years <laughs> only in like the last 20 have they sort of stopped um it's been a little longer than that but you know what i mean like yeah it seems absurd to say that like oh you know illustrated posters aren't to me they're guillermo del toro had the best quote about that because he said you know a photograph is one 24th of what a movie is 24 frames a second so you have one still right. he's like it's a, it's an inferior way to present your vision Whereas an illustration, a painting is pushes that it, it makes it's better. It's better than what you imagine. You know, Marty looking at his watch doesn't happen in the movie, but right. that moment is infinitely cooler and as cool as the movie is. And it's like, why does why is that? And it's like because the artwork is that powerful, and that's what artwork can do. A photograph can try to do that, but it really, really has to be cleverly done to you know get away with it. Like Silence of the Lambs is a perfect example. That's done with airbrush and photographs. Basically, it's a painting, though. I mean, if you really break it down. Right. But, you know, I mean, I've heard people in the industry, my industry say, like, oh, if I just had, I just love it if I can just get a photograph and put type on it. And that's a poster. I'm just like, man, how lazy are you? And how terrible does that sound? Yeah. I'm not going to see that movie, dude. Yeah, because, like, um, honestly, the most, like, the really cool, like, photorealistic you know, movie posters are just painting, but with, like, Photoshop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, they really are. At this point, it's really kind of painting with less steps because right. I mean, you know, for instance, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog poster I worked on, I did the Stranger Things uh, character posters when I did those. Painting yeah. I wanted to talk about that. that. That's what really blew my mind is like, I'm like, we fucking nailed it with this guy because <laughs> like after we got our, after you did our movie poster, 
then, and I had no clue that you were, maybe you already knew you were doing the stranger things, but then I see that you're doing the, I mean, maybe it was actually a lot longer, but the stranger things posters with the, with the, uh, fucking, uh, the, um, uh, fireworks like in the background. Yeah, and like, weird. I was like, dude, look, this is our thing. Like, but it's not our thing. Cause our thing is yeah. like basically a strange, <laughs> stranger well, things it, thing, but it was so cool. You know, uh, hindsight, you know, like the photography you guys did on set that, that when you had the gels on them and they were like lit red and blue and everything. I mean, I could have absolutely done that with that but granted we wanted the, the pencil drawn right. kind of look but um yeah that was really cool i mean you know my company uh, my company the company i work at uh blt uh communications uh you know we're just an agency that does key art i mean we just do posters dude and I mean, your boss explain to yeah explain to like the the listeners what your company is because you talked you told me and then i kind of did a deep dive into it um but i think it's such a cool like um I don't know, like wait, just explain, explain what, how your company works that you work for. For me, it's kind of confusing because a lot of people that know me say from my Instagram, like my artwork, my personal artwork, the Mm -hmm. stuff I do with Inflames, the stuff I did with you, uh, you know, like I'm not a solo entity really, because I do have a day job. Right. I mean, I I have a day job with benefits and retirement, all that good stuff. Uh, Like any working schmo. um, It just happens to be making movie posters. So there's kind of this weird separation of like, there's my day job work which is awesome because it's like the big movies that, you know, hopefully people see all over the world. And then there's my side stuff, which hopefully still lots of people see, but um, they're not the same. I can't really cross pollinate those things because there's, you know, legal reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the, the album, the music stuff is probably the most fertile work I get to do where it's completely me, completely my vision, generally, you know, not trying to do a disservice to the bands I work with. Of course they, you know, weigh in, Yeah. but that's where I get to really be free. And I mean, there's very rarely notes or any kind of back and forth really. Um, whereas in my day job, that's work. That's doing 2000 comps for Spider-Man and getting two finishes. And I'm not exaggerating. Still, dude, <laughs> you're doing fucking movie posters for Spider-Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, my, so the company I work for, BLT, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. You know, my boss, my direct boss, I mean, he did the poster for the Burbs. He did the poster for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, his wife, who's the co-owner of the company, did Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I mean, literally every cool movie poster you've ever seen, these guys have done. Uh, the other owner, the third owner, the, uh, the L in the BLT, he did the Jason takes Manhattan where he's like slicing through the iHeart New York. Thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm telling, and like, and these are all in my office at BLT. I have the Burbs, I have Roadhouse, and I have Jason takes Manhattan because that's what all the owners have done. And I'm like, guys, these were posters I had in my room growing up. Wow. And I had no idea who did them, and now I do. And now, I mean, and these are the people that I get to like pick their brain, right? And work with, and. And that's why if you look at sort of the uptick of my work in the last five years since I've started working there, it has just skyrocketed because we're making four, three, four posters a day for any given project and thinking about a few more. So it's just sort of like just constant boot camp. Right. All we're doing is churning out work. So when someone's like, oh, I need like two pieces for an album, like, oh, can you get, you know, can you do that in the next month? And I'm like, dude, I can do that for you this afternoon if that's what you need, you know, <laughs> not to like a cocky prick, but like. Yeah, it's just like that 10,000 hours, like you're there, like you. Exactly. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. The 10,000 hour rule, totally. And I mean, it, it's grueling. I would prefer we didn't have to do that much. It'd be nice to think and really sit with some things sometimes, but it does really sharpen you up and make you, you know, you have to think on your feet and I'm you know, pretty good at kind of 
zeroing in on generally what people want when they pitch me ideas and stuff like that. So yeah, it's cool. It's the coolest job in the world, man. I can't even begin to tell you, like I I'm the luckiest guy on earth. I'm just a nerd. I didn't even go to college. <laughs> I'm just a nerd <laughs> that grew up working in a video store and, you know, drawing pictures alone. And then, you know, so what did like you do happened. before? Is it BLT? BLM? Yeah, BLT. Yeah, BLT, yeah, yeah, like, like a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, uh what, what? It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I moved out to LA in 03. I was 18, just graduated high school, didn't know what to do. Uh, my parents were going to put me in film school in Canada. Uh, Vancouver had a cool uh, film program that I thought would be neat. And I thought it'd be fun to move to Canada. That, those were during the Bush years. So things were a little dicey for me. <laughs> um, worried about getting drafted and all that, even though it was completely ridiculous. Um, so I worked in TV for about 10 years, uh, you know, came out, lied my way into jobs, worked my way up, you know, um, wasn't the most creative thing. I wasn't getting to be super creative. I was a post-production supervisor, which is making schedules and keeping edits on track and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was always an Inflames fan forever. Always an Inflames fan. Oh, that's cool. And they were doing, it was Halloween of 2012 and they're doing a signing uh, literally on the block I'm working at at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go meet these guys. I've, I've missed a couple of their shows. Like I'd always be like, Oh, they'll come back. They'll come back. I finally was like, no, I'm going to go. And I had the bright idea to just do, um, some fan art. Cause they, cause they were literally my favorite band. I listened to them all the time. I always saw pictures when I heard their music and I always thought they were just fucking awesome. And I brought them some fan art that I did just to have them sign it, just to get a picture with me and my art and them and just have that moment. And then sure enough, um, one of the members of their management, who is now a dear friend of mine, Andreas, just said, dude, here's my card. If you want to do some stuff for the band, like, let's talk. Which I thought, by the way, was complete and utter bullshit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like he's just saying that to be nice in front of everybody. And I'll never hear from him again. Two weeks later, he hit me up and he's like, yo, dude, put your art on the page. The fans love it. Like, let's talk. So that's when I pitched him on doing uh, a comic book. So I wrote and uh, illustrated a comic book for in flames with my writing partner, Scott. And, um, yeah, it, it, it ended up being this really cool thing. It really kind of warmed our relationship with the band, specifically my relationship with the band yeah. so that when they were doing their next record and the art they were getting, wasn't quite blowing their skirt up. They said, well, let's give, let's give that LA guy a shot. Let's see what he's got. <laughs> and that's, and that was the beginning. And since then I've done one, two, I've done four records with them, including their comic book. And I, produced one of their music videos at this point. So that's why and that and all that art that I did for them was what got me the job at BLT. Cause when they wanted to see my work. Oh really? I was like, here it is. Like, this is what I've done now. Granted at that point I'd started doing like the Han Burgundy and the yeah, yeah. everything, but that band experience that in flames thing is what made me decide like, ah, I don't really want to be in TV anymore. I'm going to really try to make art. Huh. And you know, at that time, I didn't know if it would be making comic books or making album art, you know, whatever. I was just like, this just feels so right yeah. and good and people like it that why not? And then the Struzan thing, that's when I started doing posters on my own because I realized how much I love doing like covers, like singular, like iconic images yeah. were fun to do. And uh, when the when the Burbs and when Han Burgundy kind of started looping around the Internet, that's when I was like, oh man, maybe I can do this. Like maybe I can do this and it doesn't have to just be an in flames vehicle. Maybe I don't need just a band. Maybe I can do this myself. And that's what pushed it. And what was so great is I get hired at BLT. 
they look at my stuff and my boss at the time is interviewing me and he says, Oh, is this the birds, the Tom Hanks movie? And I said, yeah, man, it's like one of my favorites. He's like, I did that poster. <laughs> You're and fucking I hired. Like, you need, I was like, you need to shut your fucking mouth. What? Like, oh, I had like a meltdown in his office. Um, That's incredible. Of course, yeah. I mean, it really is like the quintessential LA story. Of yeah. You just right place, right time. Um, I mean, not to say I didn't work my ass off. I was going to say, it's not it, that I always get, um, I feel like people misinterpret what that means. It's like you actually had a thousand other shots before that. And then, but you don't, you didn't ever know that those were the shots that were missed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when, uh, and you just had that opportunity and you were able to get it, you know, but you would position yourself by like busting your ass doing other shit, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, it was like, um, and boy, what a, I mean, you get to work with your favorite band out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, talk about, <laughs> talk about a dream, you know? Um, so yeah, it was really cool. So my ascension to doing art stuff was really just kind of hinged on that day of just being like, Hey guys, I love your stuff out of an act of fandom. And, and, you know, and since then I've gone on, I've talked to, you know, high school classes and stuff like that. And I've told, you know, kids now I'm like, guys, if you're making art, tweet that art at your favorite band, movie star, whatever, because I'm telling you, the odds are in your favor that they will see it. Yeah. And the beautiful part about the world is that everyone likes pretty pictures. Yeah. You know, you show me the hardest, meanest guy on earth and you do a picture of his mom. And I swear to God, you know, (laughs) he'll be into it. And that's, that's the power of the visual medium. You know, that's, that's how we, we, we get those emotions out of people. And that's what I love about it. It's really fun. Yeah, it is weird and cool how democratized like everything is now where you really can reach. There's a lot less gatekeepers, you know, to like to get to anything. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, that probably means that there's that many more people that you're competing with um, that are good. But um, yeah, I definitely think people, you know, they don't shoot their shot because they just think like, oh, what are the chances? And it's great to hear that, you know. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's probably a similar story for you. Just, you're just doing what you love. You're just doing what you like to do. What comes natural to you. You're like, this would look awesome if we did it like this. That's all you're thinking. You're not thinking, Oh, I'm gonna, you're not thinking about what that's going to mean to a fan in six months when the edit's done. And when everything's finished, you're just thinking like, Oh, this is a dope idea. This will be fucking cool. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, I got to see, you know, again, bring it back to in flames just because I hang out with them the most, but like, you know, see them write riffs and, stuff like that. And they'll be like, Oh, listen to this. We just wrote this. And I'm like, and then now that's like an iconic, you know, just seeing that kind of creation happen. And it always just comes from this really sort of small, personal, nice place and see it like, yeah. Ready player one was like that when I worked on it, you know, for me, I was just so stoked to get to do that because of the book that I loved. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I have a friend who at the time was traveling and she's in Poland and she's like, by the way, your poster's up here. Like, oh my God. Cool. Dude. It's funny. Like since we have worked together, um, obviously like I follow your Instagram now and I get these little moments of like genuine excitement when I see a new thing that you post, that's like really cool that like, I mean, I love seeing the personal stuff that you do, obviously like when you do like, like an Indiana Jones thing or whatever kind of, you know, like that stuff is always like, that's fucking cool. But then when I see something that I'm like, like the ready player one thing, I was like, dude, Blake did that. Like that's, and I know you do a lot of like variants, right? So you'll do a lot of things where they're like, this is going to only be shown in like Japan or something like. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly the international market is where I seem to be, where I get a lot of traction with my stuff. I don't know why 
what it is about it, but it was, you know, I did a poster for Crimes of Grindelwald that was international. Um, and then I did uh, Ready Player One was primarily international. Paul Shipper got the finish for the domestic poster. Um, so how many variations of something? So like, let's say a movie like Sonic, how many variations yeah. of that poster are there? Oh my gosh. I mean, if you go, to, there's a really cool website. It's like the IMDB for movie posters. It's called IMP Awards, Amazon Man. Um, IMP Awards. And you can see for any movie what posters have been done for it. I think with Sonic, I mean, hell, we had done, I know we'd done at least one and I know another couple other agencies have done two or three. So there's probably like 10 or 12 finished pieces of art. Now, granted, you have your teaser poster, which sometimes there's more than one. Right. And then you have your payoff poster, which is like the big final poster you're going to see in theaters and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, there's usually maybe one or two. And then you have outdoor, which is like billboards and bus, you know, bus sides and stuff like that. And I mean, that can be, if it's a big movie, dude, you can have so much art out there. Um, that's the one thing that really blew my mind when I got into the, the professional, professional side of making movie art was like, oh my God, there are so many applications you have to do. And like, for instance, like, you know, Sonic, mine is the one where he's running out of the big ring and Jim Carrey's in it. And, you know, it's this nice big vertical piece. It, it runs straight down the center, everything. And then they're like, okay, but now we need to put this on a bus side, which is a very long, you know, horizontal <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, how does this vertical, you know what I mean? So you have to really think about adapting because if they, because you have to understand when this art gets approved, it's going through like a trillion people. Sure. It's going through the middleman, his boss, his boss, his boss, up to the big boss. Then it's got to go to Jim Carrey and then it's got to go to Sega and then it's got to go to you, you name it. Wow. So there's like so many decisions have been made and so much time and money has been spent to approve this image that they're like, yeah, figure it out. This is the <laughs> one that has to be adapted, you know? Oh, um, right. Because they're like, we can't do anything. We can't have a new concept because we got to go through all those fucking people again. So like, yeah, just make I mean, this one, but add some stuff on the sides or something, put it on the bus. Absolutely. I mean, if you're lucky, you know, you're ahead of it and you've done that other work that you want to present. But if not, you know, once it gets to approvals, man, like you want that art to be it because it's like, oh my God, I can't. I mean, there are some projects. I mean, I worked on both Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home for, I think I worked on them both two years total. I mean, both Jesus. times, that's four years in completely, but two years on each one Wow, from start to finish. And because uh, that's just how long these things take, man, from sketches to building them to doing a shoot with a dude in a suit to, I mean. So you're then, doing not, you're obviously, you don't have Tom Holland. You just have some dude that's wearing a Spider-Man suit. Yeah, it'd be cool if you got Tom Holland. <laughs> Granted, there, there aren't any more. There are a lot of shoots with him um, that uh, generally people above my pay grade will go do. Um, you know, um, I've had an opportunity for some Marvel movies that are coming up that I can't talk about. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, Eternal. Sure. Chance, go ahead. Yeah. But I had, I had a chance to go and it didn't quite work out, but, um, I mean, generally, yeah, they, um, they will usually, I'm, I'm an art director. They'll usually have an art director, a creative director, and then, you know, you're dealing with big talent. So you want to have a nice cushion between everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we'll usually do a shoot with Tom Holland, but like, you know, for a Spider-Man movie specifically, it's tricky because you want to have every single angle of his head, chest, arms, legs, hands, feet, because you have to build him in those crazy comic book poses. Mm. It's really hard to nail that in one shot. Um, which, you know, that being said, the last like Far From Home was like the most boring thing ever. It's just him standing there. <laughs> He's not doing anything particularly super heroic. Um, but uh 
you know, that's, we want to have every piece we can to build, you know, the best work and make it, you know, look good. So, um, so yeah, so we'll generally do a, a, a photo shoot with the, uh, with the talent or with a stunt guy or whatever it is. Sometimes we'll even go down and do it ourselves. I mean, I think I've body doubled for shoot. I can't even count how many times I've body doubled for people. Really? But, That's well, it's like, oh, we just need a hand or a foot or we need kind of a tall guy or whatever. And then we'll just strip a different head on. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Most of them, I can, you know, spoiler alert, everybody. Most of the posters you see, those are not those people's bodies. It's usually someone else. And we just kind of strip the head on, but that's, that's funny. just the way that's the, that's the movie magic. That's the movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me take, get your take on this. I guess this is probably boring for like super internet people, but I thought this was pretty crazy. I guess uh, Sonic, they released like a trailer and um, it had some like funky c- CGI and people like the internet community just like hated the way that he looked. Cause he looked a little <laughs> bit weird. And yeah. so like, they actually like pressured the, the, the studio like was like, I guess we got to redo him. And do you have any like insight into that? Cause the, then they gave a more yeah. like a less robotic, like odd looking Sonic he, that made it. Yeah. End. So I mean, basically the long and short of it was the design they had for Sonic that they were going with. Nobody liked Right. And I remember all of us even seeing the stuff earlier was like, oh, God, is that what he's going to look like? He has teeth, um, <laughs> like human teeth, like human teeth. <laughs> yeah. um, his eyes were separated. So, I mean, I, look, who am I to judge? I'm just happy to get to work on it. But uh, that did happen. Uh, the fan outcry was so big that Par- Paramount didn't want to risk it hurting their box office. I mean, of course, you know, this is a big movie, big names attached, big money, all that kind of stuff, you know, connected with a big IP. Right. Uh, so they, they basically were like, okay, cool. We'll redesign him. And so they redesigned him just to look more like the game. And what was interesting is they did it really fast. Like yeah. I think within two weeks we had another design that was what was in the movie. So I'm like, it wasn't like they didn't know that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it was done yeah. so quickly. It wasn't like there was any kind of confusion. I don't know what led that decision, but it did bring up an interesting kind of philosophical conversation within the industry, which was like, okay, it's great that the fans got their way, that they right. spoke up. Quote unquote, then, saved the movie to their yes, taste. Yeah. Um, but my first thought was, I was like, well, all of those assholes that were complaining about that better go see the movie. They better pay the <laughs> freight because, because the studio did what you asked for. Right. You know? And then the other kind of colder, more like business-like side of me is like, well, it's not up to the fans to determine what the art is. I agree. It's like, for instance, you know, it's not, the fans can't tell Adam what bass riffs to write. Right. You know, fans can't tell you what your videos need to look like. Right. They can have ideas of what they think it should be. Yeah. They let you know in the comments, but yeah. Oh, they always, yeah. And I I do too. I'm one of them. I am one of them. But uh, there is that whole thing of like, you know, the artist, we give you the art. You know, we give you the vision, we give you our heart and soul and all of that. And we, you know, and if you don't like it, great. That's, it's completely on you. But, you know, to me, I was like, man, it was a slippery slope. It, it was a weird thing of yeah, like, I feel like the, the community got it right this time, but like, what about that next time when it's more split and the, you know? Yeah. I think when you have, uh, you know, making art is not a democracy. Right. No, um, should not be. No, it, that's when you get watered down heads on white movie posters. That's what that is. You know, that's when too many people have an opinion. It's, you know, you want, uh, you want that singular vision that, you know, Christopher Nolan's a perfect example. That's why his movies are so dope. (sighs) Yeah. Every single frame is going through him and, you know, and, and, you know, George Lucas, 
And that's a whole nother thing. You know, you could say what you want about the prequels. He made the movies he wanted to make. And, you know, I don't think until people saw the new films that were kind of rehashing things they'd already seen where they were like, oh, this just feels like kind of a rehash. And it's like, yeah, well, I know you, you were bitching when dude was making original stuff. Right. And now you're bitching about this. I mean, nobody can be made completely happy. Um, Speaking yeah, of Star was, Wars. Was, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I, dig- I digress. I'm off my soapbox <laughs> on that. No, yeah, no, you're 100% right. Um, it's interesting. Like I was going to say, uh, speaking of Star Wars uh, and tying in the story of your thing, have you heard uh, the Think the Maker podcast that Adam is doing with Ryan from uh, Yellow Card? No. Dude, check it out. Oh, no, it's- you know what? He, he brought up, I, he told me about it, but I don't know any of the details and I haven't heard anything they've done yet. It's really good. Um, Adam spends like an embarrassing amount of time on it, like way too much time doing it. Um, but you know, I think it's such a passion for him. And then another silver lining of uh, COVID, you know, he's got a little baby, a little extra time, but, uh, but dude, they've been getting like big guests on as of late. Um, like, like actual, like, stars from movies and stuff, um, which oh, like right. he mentions the names and I'm like, ah, I don't know who that is. And he's like, yeah, well, you, it's a, that's a big fucking deal get that we just got right there. But you know, cause I'm like a casual, like, I mean, I love star Wars, but like, I love like the nine movies, you know, and that's about it. Right. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a really good listen. And, um, it, it, they've had some, anyway, I'm not going to plug his podcast anymore, but no, uh, no, you should that's check that's it fine. out. I mean, Adam's cool, dude. I mean, his, his love of like, bad 80s movies and just sort of all that i was we i think that's why we immediately connected because i was like yeah i'm the same you know sometimes sometimes i just gotta sit back and watch sister act and just let it happen you know yeah (laughs) and he is uh he's genuinely one of the like smartest people that i know um he's just like he presents his knowledge in a weird way um but he is really just a really, really clever, thoughtful person who's like always thinking about stuff. So, um, I've, yeah, it was, uh, he's a sweetheart guy. He really is. Oh yeah. He's great. And it, it, and we were talking about like, so your story about in flames, like it is dude story of the year when I was growing up was like my favorite band. Um, and oh, no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it is a weird thing. Um, and like going, so there was a guy that was in the band before that's a whole other podcast about that. But, um, but he, and he was actually my, this dude, Greg was like my, uh, like my middle school. What's the word? Uh, he's just like a, like the, the musician that I like started playing music because of, you know, cause you're like, you're in the same school, but he, you know, you see him at like, you know, you're, I don't know, in seventh grade and the dudes and whatever, like a senior and anyway. Um, right. Right. And so it's it's crazy that like Greg and I became best friends and I was in a, Greg got kicked out of story of the year and then started this other band called Princeton that I, uh, like be like got in that band with like the dude that I looked up to my, and I'm like, things could never get crazier, you know? And we like, anyway, and then like fast forward even further along, it's like, I'm friends with like Adam and Ryan from story and you know, Dan and Josh too, but like, and then get to do a music video with them. And it is, it is kind of wild. And it's also wild that I don't really care. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, I have to remind myself, you know, yeah. you get to a level where you just start making things with your friends. It just turns out that all your friends are making really cool shit all the time. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. sort of what happened to me. I, you know, I, I reached a point, I say this a lot where I was like, man, everybody I know is sort of like the best person I know, <laughs> you yeah. know, like they, the, the guys that directed the music video I did for Inflames, you know, this guy's Blaine and Joe, they have a company called Unmanned and they're, you know, they work in commercials and work in TV and they're just brilliant guys just like yourself, you know, and they just do this. And, um, you know, 
I realized I, when they brought the music video idea to me and wanted me to pitch them an idea, they were like, yeah, but can you pull it off? Like, I know you can conceive it, but what about, you know, hiring PAs and a DP and an editor and all that stuff. And I was like, I can dude, I can do all that for you. And you know, by three o'clock, I, mean, I, came, I came up in TV. Yeah, they didn't know that you, know. right. <laughs> all my friends are the, you know, the, everyone that stuck it out that made it this almost 20 years in LA. Yeah. They're really fucking good. You know, I can get you, you know, we can do that. So, and it's the same now with, you know, like I'm working with a guy when I did the Clayman cover for the, the new in flames re-release of Clayman. And when I did this cataclysm cover, both of those were done. Uh, they were 3d sculpted covers that I then painted over and kind of reworked okay. the guy that did 3d sculpting. You know, I don't know how to do that. I God, I wish I did, but you know, I work with a guy, his name is Sarin and he is a genius. He works in our illustration department at BLT. And I was just like, dude, would you ever want to work on a metal cover? Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and he basically was like, yeah, like, what's it like? And I'm like, well, it's like here, only you don't get any notes. <laughs> you just get to make the thing you want to make. And they generally are pretty happy. And um, so we worked on two covers together. You know, again, it's just having resources. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you've probably got your sound guy you like to go to. You got your lighting guy, you know, all that stuff. You've yeah. got your Rolodex of people that are just the best. Yeah. You know, um, and well, that's kind of it's such a good place to be. It's It's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it is a weird thing. Like, I feel like I heard um, growing up, people would be like, uh, business is all about relationships, you know? But I always thought that in the, like, business sense of things, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, a, like a business suit guy being like, I need 700 TPS reports. Like, but it's like, yeah, yeah. like anything, any, any, like, thing that you do for your livelihood is all about relationships. And it's like, if you're yeah. a cool person that, like, um, you know, is, like, fun and not good to work with, like, um, uh, if you're not an asshole, it's yeah. like, you know, you want to be, that's another, I mean, when I, again, I was talking to these school full of high school kids and I was like, you don't want to know a really great piece of advice. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, don't everybody remembers, you know, everybody remembers the dick they met. You know, but you always think, hear about like business being like, it's cutthroat and you got to be a real piece of shit to get ahead. And it's like, I, who are those people? I mean, maybe they really, yeah, maybe they're the Bezoses and the billionaires, but like, yeah, maybe, maybe before, like maybe before like social media and all that stuff before everything was kind of out there. But I mean, I'm telling you, man, you catch way more flies with honey. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've always just tried to just be like, I'm grateful and humbled and happy. You know, when you called and we're like, dude, can you help me on something? I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm just humbled that you're asking. Like, it's really cool. And I'm excited, you know, by the opportunity to do it. Um, even if I, you're lying, yeah. it definitely makes me feel it. It makes for a better interaction. No, I know, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> like j you're, you're a hundred percent right. Like trying to let somebody know that you appreciate them makes just makes like takes it. I don't know. It just like lubricates the like interaction that it makes it better for everybody. And it's like, uh, yeah. I've been trying to tell myself to do that and let people know, like, I don't know. It's, it, you know, I feel like you'd like at some point in your life, try to be hard and like hardened out and like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm a cool dude. Like, you know, and there's a point that you reach in your life, I guess. I don't know. I at least feel here where I'm like, I think I'm good on that. Like I really just need to like try to be more vocal about like letting people know that I appreciate them and, you know, yeah, not man, try to be too I mean, cool for anything, you know? And it's not to say that, you know, if you've got, I don't suffer fools that much, you know, I don't like people that are hurting a process or hurting, you know, if you've got, you know, somebody on set that's, you yeah. know, holding the day up, it's like, you want to be like, yo, asshole, get your life, you know, get your shit together. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
but on the whole, no, I mean, like, you know, we get to work with so many cool artists, I mean, creators and just creative people. And, and just, you know, it's so, it means so much. I mean, the artist's soul is rather sensitive. I don't care who you are. Nobody, no artist doesn't want to hear from someone, hey, your work means something to me. Right. Or, hey, you know, what you do matters to me. Even if it's just to me, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, it's powerful. You know, I've had so many conversations. I mean, Anders, you know, lead singer of In Flames, where, you know, he's been like, oh, Blake, you know, he said so many kind things to me, like, we love your work. But I'm like, dude, you don't understand. It started with you. Like, your <laughs> shit. I mean, it just becomes it's this love fest where we're just jerking each other off. And it's just, but, but that's what it is. And, I, and I've always been that way. And that's why I was saying, like, you know, tweet at your favorite actor, your favorite musician, your whatever it is. It's like, why not? You know, right. what do you have to lose by putting your heart out there and saying this matters because I mean, it really does mean a lot to people. It means so much. I mean, I've got, I got people like, Hey man, I got a tattoo of your work on my body. And I'm just like, my first response wanted to be like, why? But then <laughs> I'm like, that's just like the sweetest thing in the whole world. It's just so cool. Um, it is weird. And- like it's, it's a really special thing for you for to have the inflames thing and like be sort of like doing this iconic work for fans of that band, because, you know, like there are kids that are listening to that now that like you will be their favorite artist for their whole life, which is that's I've never, ever thought about that. And that really just kind of blew my mind. Um, (laughs) So my favorite artist is Alex party because he did the, uh, the used um, artwork and the used was like, Alex did did an in flames cover. Uh, him and Dave Correa, yeah, uh, generally always have booths together whenever they do shows. Yep. And so uh, I've run into them now twice. Uh, once when uh, at Design Con here in LA. The other time was when I was there uh, promoting a piece I did for Carrie King of Slayer. I had the booth across the way, and I'm like such a fanboy of those guys, like yeah. the big one. They're both. And I yeah. just and and by the way, they are the most approachable, sweetest, best dudes ever. I mean, just so cool. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they talk to you the way we're talking to each other right now, just super nice. Um, and I, it's always fun to meet them because it's like, we're the in flames, you know, because of the in flames connection. It's right. Yeah. And you're like on the same level. Like you guys are like the same. Oh, I'm not on their level. No, I know. But in that, in that moment though, in that moment though, you're like, yeah, we both did this thing for this band. Like we're the same right now. It's a very cool. For me as a fan, it was a nice icebreaker at the very least because I'm not just some weirdo fan, but uh, yeah. you know, Alex, Alex's work is holy shit. I mean, those guys are next level good. I mean, they get to just do that. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, time. and it's crazy though. Like, um, it's, it's crazy to me because he obviously like just works for himself, you know, and is like always hustling, selling, you know, Listening. Hey, one yeah. Yeah. Selling, um, you know, just wild concepts that he comes up with, but, and, and I love all this stuff. I mean, I own a bunch of like original pieces and like, I mean, he's like the one dude that I'm like, I'm buying original stuff, you yeah. know, but, yeah. uh, that shit that he did for the used, whatever, 20 years ago or however long ago it was like that stuff will like always be cemented for me, you know? And right. it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Like, I don't know how much he got paid for that, but it, it seems like whatever he, there's no amount of money that he could have gotten paid enough. You know what I mean? To like, that's, that's really cool. Like I completely agree. That so, was, it was a weird, like when I had to redo the Clayman thing, that was the whole, they're like, Oh, we want you to reimagine this cover that exists. And at that point, all I had done is create new things, which, you know, it's, it's one thing to be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to create new stuff. Mm-hmm. It's another thing when they're like, Oh, we want you to 
do your take on something that exists and is beloved. And yeah, right? sacred to people, um, right. And so that was like a really, oh man, that's the only time I ever almost said no. <laughs> or, or, really? But then but then the, the the sort of selfish part of me was like, but I can't let some other idiot take yeah. this. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not me, it's going to be somebody else and I don't know who. <laughs> Dude, so uh, <laughs> I don't so want to blow up. Do the, I don't want to blow up this spot, but you, uh, you, you, <laughs> you posted a show that was on Netflix that uh, that had come out, and uh, and the album artwork was not up to your standards, and you were like, uh, you were like, yeah. uh, I would have done it a little differently, and then you posted it, and I was like, dude, I watched that show because of you. And I fucking love that show because I had never heard of it. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was just so funny that you had like the, the, the official thing and you're like, here's how I would have done it just for fun. And oh, it was so I, much I, better. I'm like, I, dude, Blake's I, a I G. Really, dude, I really can't be a cocky prick about that sometimes. But yeah, I, but that's just, you know, more than anything, it's like, oh, this is really, this is such a fun thing that I have a very personal connection to. I would love to have my, you know, take on it yeah. put out there. And, uh, and there for a little while I was playing with an idea of like maybe doing a podcast or a YouTube show or something about like, how would I make something? I hate to say how I would make it better because that's very sure. disrespectful to the people that made it, but you know what I mean? How I would do my version of something. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be the only <laughs> line to walk as each episode you're offending a different artist. Yeah, I know. That's just it. And I realized how completely self-involved and kind of mean that idea. Is. Oh, I love it though. I would listen. I'm into it. Oh man, it's, but then, it, you know, it's the same with anything. It's the same with music, art, um, you know, video work, anything. Um, there's great work and then there's work that you don't think is that great. And, you know, it, it's a bummer when work that isn't great gets a big platform. Right. Um, to me, I'm like, man, with all the people involved, and now I personally know how many people are involved to make these things happen. It's yeah. a bummer when you see work that's not quite to the level that we as fans of something want it to be. Sure. And that's, and all that is, is me just being like, Oh, why couldn't it have been something more like this? Because, you know, and it's not to say that, you know, fan art should be everything. I mean, there's, um, there's lots of Mondo posters that are the coolest posters I've probably ever seen in my life. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like but, better than the real thing, you know. But at the same time, on the business side, they're not as good for marketing right. as you as the other because we are. If if okay, so if it's like, hey, we're going to see Star Wars, we are a given. We're going to buy a ticket. Right. It could be a person taking a dump in a box. Yeah, yeah a just a white piece of paper. It says Star Wars and Comic Sans. Yeah. So then, yeah. So then the trick is like, well, how do we market to the people that aren't them? Right. How do we, yeah, the Mondo stuff is oftentimes too cool or there's, there's some like reference that like some fucking loser won't ever get. And it's only made for this little, you know, and yeah, it's like that. It's that thing where it's like, it's one thing to reflect on something that exists because that's what Mondo does. It's a poster on something that has existed in the culture. It's it's a movie that people have either come to love or learn to love and all that kind of stuff. You know, think about the guy that was making the big Lebowski poster, like the first one. Yeah, yeah. I saw that movie and it's like, okay, now make a poster of that movie. Like it would make <laughs> your fucking head explode. Right? You know, right. And, and, and I mean, really all it ended up being was just them standing there. And I think there was a bowling ball or something, but that was it. Like there was no, as quirky and perfect as that movie is, you didn't get any of that in the poster. Right. But that's because all they were pitching was, well, Jeff Bridges is in it and John Goodman's in it. We hope you guys like them because they're in it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's a, that's when you have to like be like, all right, I get that. I understand it. I accept it. It still hurts me. I want it to be 
you know, but that's, Wild. But yeah. that's what happens when you're stripping out the Drew Struzans of the world, you know, right. when you're not letting yeah. someone do something and take it to the next. Um, Cause I promise you, if you would have done Marty McFly staring at his watch with a photograph, it, that movie would have tanked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there, it, it's going back to that. Like there is something about illustration. I mean, it's why I love your stuff so much is that like, um, and I, I'm going to stumble over my words here. Um, there's a thing that we love about movies, which is like the fantastical and the like over the topness that like, yeah. for whatever exactly. reason, however it started, I don't know. But like, I was, I was re-exploring this watching. I was like watching ET and T with like, ET and T ET with my, uh, <laughs> with my, uh, with my oldest son, he's five and he, dude, it's so cool that he, like I can watch those rewatch those movies with him and you know, but, um, oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. It's so cool. But, uh, so like, I just noticed that there's this shot that's like outside and, um, and, uh, Elliot's mom is like, turns on the hot water to like wash a dish or whatever. And she turns that fucking thing and then hot, like steam just blasts out of the, out of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, nobody has ever had hot water exist like that in the hit and that water would be scalding hot and she would ah, burn her hands, you know, like, but oh, wait, oh, wait. we need those kinds of things to like, really like, you know, and so I guess my point is like that, like, you know, steam bath that happens in the window there and you know, they get the light coming in and it like, that's what illustration is to me is like this, like it's still it's in reality. Yeah. But it's yeah. beautifully exaggerated. Right. Exactly. It's the beautiful exaggeration of existing, whatever it is, you know, um, yeah, I, I can, that's a really good example, actually, of just kind of, and I mean, move in, in the visual medium, that happens all the time. It's like, you know, you need 57 times the light you need normally. Right. You have to amp everything up, you know, to the ultimate. It's the most perfect way of seeing everything. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what I think the poster should be. And it's, you know, that's what I, I try to do that. I try to make it, you know, in a way that it, you know, at least is pleasing to my eye, I, you know. I'm sure people can look at my work and pick it apart. No, fuck those it. people. Your stuff is so, <laughs> I mean, it's so next level. It's just, uh, anyway, uh, it's yeah. good. All right. Let's get back into the last dance. We're 51 minutes into the episode here. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. So last dance, uh, where were we at? So we just, we, you haven't finished it yet. So I, but. yeah, I'm on maybe like episode six or seven. Um, oh, you're getting there, man. You're not, you're almost the space jam episode and holy shit. That one's incredible. Okay. All I've been waiting for is the space jam episode. I didn't know that one existed. Dude. So you're just confirming what I imagined was already. I'm just going to drop, I'm going to drop two just bits. They're not ruining anything. Okay. Okay. The fucking Warner brothers paid to build Michael Jordan, a gym that he could work out in. And he just invited his friends and I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> not watching which are like the greatest NBA players of the time. It was every top player you can imagine. We're coming over there. And after a day of shooting, he would just play basketball into the night with these guys. And like, it became this thing and they show it. And it is insane how cool it is. Does this have um, footage like behind the scenes of all this stuff happening? Dude, well, I mean, you've watched six episodes. They yeah, had a yeah. camera up his ass for some things that I had no clue there was footage of. Like, it's so fun to hear him say fuck, you know? It's so fun to hear him like be a real person. And okay, so like sports. I don't yeah. sports. Uh you know. No and, I sport. And it's kind of sad because um I feel like at some point in like high school, I just like kind of you know, it was like, Oh, that's not like what, what I do. That's not like what a band guy does. You know, like I don't right. have time for like, you know, I'm smoking weed and like being a rebel and <laughs> I don't want to, you know, have time anyway. And I, 
I guess like I didn't. So then I just like built this whole identity that like, you know, for the next like 20 years, like became that person and thought that way about myself. And like, honestly, watching this show has reminded me like, dude, I played basketball from the time I was like eight to 12, like on like YMCA leagues, like the, the Chicago bulls were my favorite team. And I watched like every game, like at fucking 11 o'clock on channel 11 with those terrible cameras. And like, I knew every name I can't name one. I can name like four players in the NBA right now. I could name every single fucking person, every single like important person that they were. And I'm like tapping my wife. I'm like, Oh, Patrick Ewing's on like, Oh dude. Like, Oh, that's Carla mailman Malone. Like, you know, I'm like naming all these people that I didn't even realize that I liked in it. Like, made me real. And they're talking about these fucking events that are happening. And I was like, dude, I remember when Pippin, like this whole thing, dude, it was so incredible. I was, so my girlfriend's a little younger than me, but I was explaining to her, you know, it was the Jordan era of basketball is so wholly unique. First of all, because I, like I said, we're around the same age. So when I growing up with basketball, Jordan was always there for me in my youth. Jordan was just the bulls were everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't able to kind of quantify how special and absolutely fucking insane that team was because I never knew anything different. Right. You know what I mean? You were just like the bulls go to the championship every year. That's just like what you thought. Just the best team. Right. There was no, there was no like kind of way of looking at it where, you know, I didn't get to see like, Oh, the, you know, the Kareem years and the, the Larry bird years. Right. And like when, when magic years, when those guys were the hot shots and cause really magic was hard. just on his way out when cause everybody knew the name magic Johnson, but that's all you kind of knew was like Lakers dude. Like, yeah. It's, you know, when, when you're, when you're bar, when the first player you love is literally the greatest person that has ever played the game, it's such a strange thing to look back on because I'm like, Jesus, like right. all you hear in basketball now is if someone's really good is like, well, is he, is he Michael Jordan? Good? Right. You know, it's, it's like you were there for that. It's sort of like, I, I make the distinction because like my nephews, you know, they're, uh, they're uh, 16 and 11, uh, you know, they have had a star Wars movie come out pretty much every year they've been alive or at least every other year. And I had to explain to them the, the desert years when we had no Star Wars, you know, yeah. when we didn't, when we didn't have, when like no one would have ever paid to see an Iron Man movie, when no one would have ever thought that a Thor movie would make money. Like, and I they were like it. laughable, like the old, uh, the old uh, Captain America yeah. movie, you know, like they're just like shitty ass. Like it wasn't cool to watch a superhero movie. It was not cool at all. I mean, I had to, I mean, I was telling them, I, mean, I used to get my ass kicked in grade school for like in Star Wars, you know, like it was because that was when it wasn't cool. And right. what's funny is now like all those guys are on Facebook now showing me t- them taking their kids to see Star Wars. Star like, Wars bros. Bastard. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I love it. It makes, I mean, it makes me happy because I love it and I want them to love it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, just that whole thing of like, man, when you, when the volume is at 11, your whole life, you don't realize that there was a time when it wasn't. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, Michael Jordan was a constant for us. And not only was he, you know, the absolute greatest basketball player of all time, you know, arguably he was one of the biggest pop culture icons of all time. He was bigger than a basketball star. Right. Because he was Coca-Cola, man. Right. He was, fucking you know like mike yeah he was yeah yeah. Yeah. he was the fucking i I remember like the olympics with the thing with the reebok uh you know with the uh american flag over the yeah Yeah. dude like such a i mean and 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 he was like 
you know, and they showed a little bit in the show, like he was like, you're like, I could be friends with him, you know, like, I mean, yeah. clearly not true, but, but like, um, he had that persona of like, was always taking the time to like say hi to kids and like, you know, yes. talk with kids and like, he understood, <sighs> I think the magnitude of himself, yes. which is great because I mean, I will say what's unique about him and seeing it in this documentary, like I've seen tons of behind the musics and documentaries on rock stars and people that were big and how they try to deal with, you know, actors, you know, how they deal with celebrity and how most of them don't. Deal and they with kind of well. didn't know what was happening. They like, they didn't really he, understand where they were at. Yeah. He knew he is a, he is a unicorn. He not only understood it, he planned it out and wielded it like a knife. Now, granted he was kind of miserable, I think for a lot of that time probably, but yeah, but he knew that, you know, signing this kid's sneakers right now is the right thing to do. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's just super cool to see. I mean, to see a documentary on anyone that is the best in the world at something, yeah. to me, is always fascinating. Yeah, you that's know? that's like, I genuinely love to hear and listen to people. I love talking to people who are into dumb shit that I don't care anything about if they love it and are really good at it, you know? Because I'm like, yeah. I just want to hear you talk about like, like, I want to learn about something I never was never on my radar, you know, like, because Absolutely. you're an expert in it or you really love well, it. Well, that, you know? that dude, that loops us right back to what we were talking about earlier, just that passion and the people and just being outwardly, like just loving things and just being upfront about that love because that's how you share it. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, granted for every 10 people, maybe eight don't want to listen or care, but if <laughs> two people do, you know, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, that's all you can really hope for, you know, I mean, hopefully someone sees your work and says, shit, man, I want to make a fucking video. I want to, I want to make some art. I want to do whatever that is. Like that's, that's what you want. You want to perpetuate that love, man. Yeah. So hundred percent cheesy, but it's true. Well, that would be a great place to go out on. But, um, I do want to ask you your opinion on this new controversial thing that's been brought to my attention. Uh, okay. are birds real or fake? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard about this? No. What the hell dude? Okay. I got to get this out again um, because it's at first I thought it was a joke and now I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really try to wrap my head around it because I think this thing's got legs. Um, hold on. Let me grab, <laughs> I have a million pictures of my damn kids. Uh, okay. Nope. Uh, okay. I can't read it, but um, basically here's the idea. Birds died in the 1950s. They all went extinct and the government has then taken birds and made uh, like birds with um, uh, surveillance stuff built into them. And now when you see a bird, it's not really a bird. It's a surveillance uh, thing from oh, the God. government. And I'm just, I've been doing a deep dive and I'm seeing a lot of evidence. I'm seeing a lot of weird. If you ever look at a bird, they do a lot of weird shit that doesn't really seem um, like, like, you know, they seem uh, like the, dysfunctional robots. Yeah. Of the, yeah. They don't seem the like Cold of War the natural. And the pigeon is the most egregious. Uh, <laughs> the, a pigeon is, there's no fucking way that a pigeon is real. Like if things are going extinct, you know what I mean? Like there's only a couple oh of fucking God. wild tigers left in the world and we have a million pigeons. There's no way that to me is like red flag. Birds aren't real. You know what? I think uh, we should design some birds aren't real t-shirts and get them word out. Uh, Bird, well, bird's not real is the word. Uh, if you're offering, I'm going to take you hey up man, on it. 
Dude, you know what? You all you got to do is ask, and you know I'm down, dude. But, uh, <laughs> okay, let's talk about one more thing too. I and really, I just want to—I don't care to tell anybody that's listening to this, but I just wanted to follow up on it because we left this thread untied. So you did another uh, a, a poster for me for a band thing that was my band that is a secret project that I have yet to launch. Um, well, I kind of oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, <laughs> it's dude. It's a it's a whole it's a really long story and I can't get into it, but every day that goes by, I'm like, today's the day when I push this thing. Cause basically what it's this project and it exists already out there, but like, I'm not tied to it. You know, like I was kind of doing it in secret um, and thinking right. that like, I could really like push it. And then I just, you know how things are like, I lost the steam. Um, Life happens. Yeah. But it's cool because I, like, dude, I'm like, I get like a little royalty check every month. Like I, we got some streams and stuff. Like there's a little bit, yeah. nothing like real happening, but anyway, I've thought about it and I'm like, dude, I should just like, like I should start promoting this as like, yeah, this is my thing. This is me. Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so anyway, that project is just like sitting in limbo right now because I want to do like a proper push for it. Like I did with the other stuff. Right. And it's so well, good that I'm like, I just need to, I just need to buckle up and do it, you know? Oh, you should do it, man. I mean, we got the time. I mean, I look at that piece and I was really just kind of bummed. It didn't get, I didn't get to share it with people because it was super fun to work on. And it was really fun. Like you made a really cool, the logo was fucking awesome. Like the photo shoot you did was rad. Like all the pieces you put, you, you gave me, like, it was like the easiest job ever. Cause you basically did everything already, but I just, <laughs> well, that's the only way that. I figured that you would agree to do it. So if no, I tried man. to make it easy for you, it's oh, it was great. No, I love that piece. I really, I really do. I, I hope that, um, oh man, well, let me just push you then. Do it, <laughs> Dude, it's, I, it will get done. It's going to get, I, I just really want to save a little bit of money to like, um, to hire the people that it takes to like push one of those things. Cause ultimately I, I, if I, I just I, put it out, then it's just out and it's like, it gets oh, a couple of course. You know. Take the time and do it right. Of course. And I swear to God, you know, March 3rd, I was getting ready to do something or whatever, March, whenever Corona, I mean, the COVID yeah. thing really made me be like, I should probably spend my money more. I got like bills to pay and stuff. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, um, I mean, but that's, you know, at the same time, like it's same, same deal for me, dude, I've got comic books and ideas and things that I are, you know, burning to get out of me that, you know, the t again, timing is everything. So, you know, take the time. We have time to kind of hunker down and do it right. Right. And do it, you know, spend the time like making it, you know, having a game plan and like, all right, we're going to drop it here. And then we're going to have this follow up and then we're going to have this and this and this, and you know, fill in the fucking blank. Yeah. Those um, are the important pieces that are like, um, and you well, know, the, and yeah, go ahead. anymore. Yeah. For art, for artists, for musicians, for whatever that you have to think that way. It really is. You know, you can't just, unfortunately, we're not in a place where you can just throw something out and it just catches. You really do have to have kind of a follow through plan. Yeah. And you feel uh, almost bad, like being beating it into people's heads, but you realize like the algorithms out there are only showing 5% of people that are interested in what you have, unless you have multiple things. And maybe you got to do right. a little bit of paid promotion. Maybe you got to reach out to somebody, Hey, could you repost this? Like, you know, all that yeah. kind of shit. And it's like, Oh, that's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of mental work, um, but it's necessary unless you just want to like drop something and have it never be seen again. You know? Yeah. I mean, again, there's, there's that too. I mean, it's like, if you just want to get your stuff out there just to know that it's out there, then dude, that's the easiest thing in the world. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. with, anybody with an iPhone can do that. Right. Um, but you know, if you want to, you know, craft it and make it into, make the whole experience from the art you see to the timing of when you get things to what you get once you get it to be completely what you see and what you want, then take the time yeah. because, you know, shortchanging yourself 
isn't doing anyone any favors. It's not doing the people listening any favors. And it's not doing you any favors. So yeah, that's, um, that's a piece. Like I've been, I've done a couple like kind of passion project music videos recently. Um, and I find that I have to like create all this like extra Instagram, like promoted clips and like all this extra stuff around it. Right. That's really, I didn't, I didn't really like, uh, I mean, I'm already not like making anything i mean making anything of substance on the project you know and then it's like all this extra work that's like the least creatively rewarding stuff is like taking the cool thing you did and breaking it down to a six second right. vertical clip and but it's just it's like essential like do you want this to get seen or not you have to you know give the Absolutely. artist the power to you know promote it and it's sort of like you know going into you know going into making movie posters and knowing that like, yeah, the first poster you make is never going anywhere and you're going to do 2000 of them. And maybe one, of, you know, you got to go in knowing that this is the work, you yeah. know, unfortunately we're not in this beautiful place where we get to just make this diamond and put it into the world and everybody fucking loves it. You know, like right. you have to go into a job knowing it's a job. Yep. Like, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna have to bust my ass making this video, which is fucking hard by the way, and really stressful and you have no time to do it. I don't care how well you plan it. Just nothing ever goes right. Yeah. And then after you've done all of that and you're so tired and you've been up all night editing and you've been sending clips and getting notes from your fucking band and it's all done and you're finally like, great. Then you have to start over and then make <laughs> clips to get approved of the ones that are going to go out and make, you know what I mean, dude, it's just export after export, the time it takes, the waking up and the render went wrong. Like, Oh my God, man. Like, but you go into it as a professional knowing, Hey man, yeah. this is what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be, you know, building the time in case this shit fucks up yep. and God willing at the end of it, it'll be okay. And someone will ask me to do it again. Yeah. You know, that's, that yeah. is the life you've chosen. <laughs> that is a, it is a really depressing thing is it's like our, it's like the what's next, you know, like, yeah. and I, I try to like, I've been trying to really get out of that mindset, but it does feel, I told this before, but like when I was, um, I think about this all the time, actually, when I was like in a band and like trying to make that the thing, like when you're like young, you're like, if I could just play at like the creepy crawl, that was like the little place in, in St. Louis, you know? And then right. if I can get like, then you play there and you're like, what's next? Like, of course I, I want to be at Mississippi nights. And then you get to there and then you're like, well, I want to be at the pageant. And then you're at the pageant and then you're like at an amphitheater and you're like, yeah, but they're not really here to see me. I got to headline this thing. And you realize yeah. like the what's next never goes away. It's never the cool, the most fucking awesome thing that you do will only be the most awesome thing until you're done doing it. And then you'll be like, ah, whatever, what's next? You know, you just brought up, oh man, something we probably should talk about earlier, but it's such a good thing. Like that artist journey. And that, again, that, that next step thing, man, that is, that ties into the imposter syndrome thing of like, well, I'm here and like, am I good enough? And like, holy shit. But I'm telling you, man, it's just, um, that is so true. And it, and Michael, the Michael Jordan doc is I was just thinking yeah. because, well, he was amazing because he always had something else to get. He always had some new plateau to, you know, conquer. And like and, mini and games within his games of like, while the, oh, his yeah. game is going on, like, I'm going to destroy this guy because he, you know, like it was, <laughs> I, dude, I'm gonna, you know, just speaking from personal experience, I had sort of a moment of crisis because at one point I think I was, it was before I was, I think I was 33 years old and I had done a poster, a Spielberg poster. Wow. I had done two albums for my favorite band and I'm like, what else is there? Oh <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I had done basically two things that were for, I would imagine most fans like top tier things Yeah. Like, that, you know, and then it's like, well shit. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do more Spielberg posters and I'm going to do more art for this band than any other artist has done before, 
which I've accomplished on this last thing, actually. Oh, congratulations. Wow. That's wild, man. But that's exactly what you're talking about. You just push the needle farther away. Yeah. And that's, and that beautiful thing is when the end of that, when, when we come to that last dance with our journeys, everyone that's listening to their journey, you look back and you can hopefully look back and be really fucking proud because you pushed and you created this legacy of, and it doesn't have to just be even art, music videos, all that shit. Like that's specific to us. Most people have no clue what we're talking about. You know, if that's, <laughs> if that's raising your kids or, yeah. you know, writing poetry or whatever it is, you know, you look back and just, you, you know, you, you try to be better. Right. What you're talking about is just trying to be better and hopefully being better in a way that other people appreciate too. Yeah. And so, taking, and taking the time to know that you're never going to get, to the, to anything final, you know? So just enjoy like what it is that you're doing when you're doing it and enjoying and enjoying the moment too. I was going to say like really taking a second when you get to play the forum and being like, fuck, right. This is, this is it. This is it. Yeah. For right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The little for now asterisks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but that's great though, because you know, take those moments because those are the moments that are going to inspire others. You know, um, you know, you got to play with a musician you never thought you'd get to play with. You know, you got to make a music video for a huge band. I mean, you're doing all this work that's to a 15 year old is psychotically amazing. Right. Like it is beyond imagination. Amazing. You know, like I never thought in a million years I could be like, yeah, I get to make art for my band and do movie posters. And I own a proton pack and I have a Marshall stack. Like that was like literally <laughs> the only things I ever wanted most of my life, you know? And it's, but then you also realize that they, those, that's not the answer. Right. Those are not the things that will make you happy. Right. There are things that really push me and make me excited. And, you know, those are things that we've done that are great, but um, you know, really finding the joy in the craft, like I said, like, when you do the work, knowing that it's the work mm-hmm. and really finding the joy in that, you know, that's what, that's what really kind of matters. And that's when you can, you know, hopefully 30, 40 years down the line, look back and be like, fuck, yeah, I really crushed it. <laughs> you that's, know, and it never beautiful. goes the way you want. It never yeah. goes the way you want. It always goes sideways a little bit, but that's, that's when fun things happen. So the journey, Blake journey. Armstrong, thank you so much for being here, man. That's oh, dude, thank great you. words to go out on. Yeah, man. And uh, just uh, keep up the good work and uh, hopefully I get to do this with you again. Dude, um, anybody that's listening on Instagram, Space Boy Comics with an S, you have to go check his shit out. I mean, I like part of me wanted to just like scroll up and down and just like name all these crazy projects that you've been a part of. Um, but just yeah. go go there yourself and go check his shit out. Um, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. I'm going to push myself to try to find another story of the year related person. Um, and I'll just keep having story of the year related people, uh, on the podcast. Uh, maybe I'll change the name of the podcast. Um, but, uh, thanks again for being here guys. Blake, thank you so much for being here and, uh, we will see you guys next week. 